voice this morning with this microphone. <laughs> I feel like I have a loud voice anyways. But first and foremost, I just wanted to thank you guys so much for having me. Um, it's a pleasure to be able to come and talk to you guys about the Beacon. I started there um, a little bit over one year ago, and I absolutely love it. It's a very fulfilling role. Um, so let's see. So a quick uh, introduction just about what I do. I am the development associate at the Beacon. Basically, I'm handling all of the money and stuff that comes in. So um, I don't work directly with the clients, um, but every opportunity that I get, I, I do, because like I said, um, it's a very fulfilling experience. And just to be able to know that what you're doing is really making an impact. So the Beacon is a nonprofit uh, day center located in downtown Houston. Um, we were established in 2007 as, as a mission of Christ Church Cathedral. We have uh, three programs that I'm going to be uh, telling you guys about today, um, and then hopefully uh, telling you guys more ways about how you guys can get involved uh, wh with what we do there. Our mission is to provide essential and next step services to restore hope and help in homelessness in Houston. And of course, um, just wanted to let you guys know about the issue that we're, we're trying to address. Um, because without the issue, there, there would not be any um, need for what we do. So um, homelessness, if you've ever driven in downtown Houston, you know is a huge, huge, huge issue. Um, I live pretty close to downtown. I live in like the east downtown area. Um, so every day on my, on my way to work, I'm seeing a lot of homeless people and it's very sad and disheartening to know that when I get off work, I'm able to go home to a warm, warm bed, but these people have nowhere to, nowhere to sleep. Um, so Currently in uh, Houston, Harris County uh, area, um, there's about 3,300 homeless individuals um, and uh, about, I think right now it's about 250 to 300 of those individuals are considered chronically homeless, which means they've been out, those are the individuals that are hardest to house. They've generally been on the streets for um, one year or more and have two or more uh, disabling conditions. So they have, they suffer from mental health issues um, or they're uh, physically uh, disabled or impaired. Um, so those individuals are the hardest housed and that's currently our focus um, right now. Um, so this pie chart on the left, it just kind of shows you uh, the issue um, in Harris County, uh, Montgomery County and Fort Bend County. Um, and then it kind of talks about unsheltered and sheltered homeless individuals. And what that means is just the sheltered individuals, those individuals are still homeless, but they're, those individuals are taking advantage of the services that are provided. So they're going to you know, the Star of Hope to sleep, the Salvation Army, they're, they're uh, sleeping at a shelter at night. The unsheltered individuals are those individuals that are sleeping in tents or out on the bare ground. There's a lot of individuals that sleep even around the Beacon area. So there's a lot of misconceptions about why people become homeless. Some people think 
they just want to be homeless, if they didn't want to be homeless, they could go get a job and, you know, it's that easy to fix. But um, as what uh, research and uh, a lot of the uh, providers have figured out that the issue isn't that simple. Um, and from this chart, you'll see the largest percentage of people become homeless because they simply lost their job. And that could be any one of us uh, today or tomorrow. We know in Houston, the oil and gas industry fluctuates, people get laid off, even the hospital industry. So um, some people just lose, lose their job or they're fired for whatever reason, and then they be, fall into the uh, homeless cycle. Um, the other um, biggest reason is their bills are higher than their earnings. So they're, they're spending more than what they're, what they're bringing in, and then they kind of fall into that cycle as well. Um, some other issues are they might have got evicted by a family member, suffering from abuse within their uh, home, went to jail or become incarcerated, became sick, disabled, or suffer from mental health issues, a change in their family status, or suffer from drug and alcohol addiction. So how does the beacon fit into this whole uh, collaborative, is what we call it, within the Houston, uh, Harris, and uh, Fort Bend area? So we're part of this continuum of care called the Way Home. And what that means is we're focusing on a housing-first approach. So we, we think that the way to ultimately become closer to ending homeless homelessness is to get these people housed first, and then we can focus on the things that come after, like providing them uh, with you know, job skills training so they can enter the employment uh, sector, uh, uh, fixing, or not fixing, but um, addressing their mental health issues, getting them um, stabilized on medication. But can't do, can't do any of that without first giving them uh, means to housing. And The Way Home actually was established in uh, 2012, and The Beacon, I believe, became part of that collaborative in 2013. Um, so it's, uh, we've been part of this larger system uh, for a while, and there are over 100 plus agencies that are working together, um, basically focusing on what they do best. So some people are only focused on job, uh, you know, employment skills, so those um, agencies focus on what they do best, and then um, we all kind of work together in this integrated system. At the Beacon, we have three programs, um, our Day Center, our Beacon Law Program, and our Bridget's Hope Program that I'll be telling you guys about today. And for some of you guys that have been coming to the Beacon for a while, um, we'll notice that this logo is brand new. We just went through a graphic identity uh, kind of change. So this is our new logo, so I'm happy to show it off. So this is a picture of the outside of our day center. And as I mentioned before, the, this uh, place is called the John S. Dunn Outreach Center. It's a 22,000 square foot building. And along with the beacon, there are a few other agencies in the same space that we can kind of provide a holistic approach. Um, so our day center is located here. We're open uh, five days a week, 
So Thursdays through Monday, we're closed on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. We are a day center, so we're not an overnight shelter. We're open from 7 a.m. until 2 p.m. And each day we serve about 300 individuals, um, three homeless individual, 300 homeless individuals. Uh, this building is was um, provided uh, the space we ha uh, get in kind from Christ Church Cathedral, so they're lending us this space each year so we don't actually have to pay for it, which is great at being a nonprofit. So I already mentioned that we serve the homeless, but we, we're focusing on these people that are actively working towards their housing. So you can't just come into the day center and get a free meal if you're not willing to kind of put in that work and that effort to get yourself off the street. So what that means is um, about, I think right now I just spoke with the intake coordinator, we're giving them about two months to get a housing assessment into the system. Um, that just means if they don't, if uh, they first come into the beacon in March, if they don't have a housing assessment by May, we tell them you can't come back in until you get that done so they can actively be working towards uh, their next step solution. The main services that we offer in our day center are meals, shower, and laundry. So our meal services, we provide them in the morning when they come in at seven. Um, they can get uh, coffee or tea, and then at, uh, we provide them a, a lunch. Um, and then sometimes occasionally, like during Hurricane Harvey, we open extended hours, so we gave them, we did uh, dinner that day, or that time period as well, but our main focus is lunch. Um, and then we provide them with uh, homemade, nutritious meals. And we really pride ourselves on the fact that we're trying to restore dignity in these individuals who have lost kind of all hope and uh, don't really know, you know, where they're going to get their next meal or how they're going to get their next meal. Um, so we provide them two main course options. So if they don't like chicken, they can get beef. Or, you know, if they don't eat, eat pork, they can get the chicken option that's available, um, as well as three vegetable options and then a um, salad or a fruit option um, as well. And let's see. Last year, uh, we provided them, uh, our volunteers. Um, s yesterday, my mom and I, we were in the day center and we were chopping up green peppers and carrots and cucumbers. Um, so it's, it's really, we're not just giving them a box lunch, we're providing them with home cooked food. Um, but last year in, in 2017, our volunteers helped us provide 66,000 lunches for the individuals that we serve. We also allow them to take a shower. So the Beacon is one of, I would say, maybe a handful of service providers in the Houston area who allow, allow homeless, uh, the homeless individuals to take showers. A lot of people give them uh, meals, but not many places offer the shower. So that's a, another thing that we provide. Um, as well as laundry services. So the Beacon is a full-service uh, full laundry center and in the fact that um, we wash, dry, and also fold their, their laundry for them. 
And a lot of homeless people don't have many belongings, so they're not carrying suitcases full of clothes, um, and they might only have the clothing that they're wearing. So in that sense, we give them uh, a pair of scrubs, hospital scrubs to wear, um, and then we they can wash the clothes that they're wearing too. So that's a, a good thing. And then last year in 2017, um, our volunteers helped us wash 24,000 loads of laundry. So as I mentioned, we are working on this housing first approach. And the Beacon is a coordinated access hub, which in the sense that we provide housing assessments for the clients. So currently we have three housing assessors who are going through uh, this system called, um, it's a homeless management information system, and kind of uh, asking them questions to identify which service that they best fit into. So, um, there's uh, something called permanent supportive housing, which is for those um, more long-term uh, chronically homeless individuals. And then there's something called uh, rapid rehousing as well. Um, who that program focuses more on like short-term homelessness. So those individuals might have just, um, you know, fell, fell out, um, lost their job, and but they don't need as much help uh, to get back into a stable uh, environment. So housing assessments, uh, last year in 2017, 22% uh, of the housing assessments were actually conducted at the Beacon in our facility. Um, we do have another agency who provide housing assessments there as well. Um, and we also helped over 900 individuals who were displaced by Hurricane Harvey um, get into um, housing. So I mentioned our main services, but occasionally, and if we have volunteers who want to host some sort of class or seminar, um, we'll try to set that up for the clients as well. So the first picture is going to be an organization called Have Shears Will Travel. It's a mobile RV, and they provide free haircuts for the homeless uh, individuals that we serve. The next picture is a picture of one of our volunteers named Chrissy. She um, does our yoga classes, and that's pretty regularly. Um, I know she was doing it about every Friday, so the clients really enjoy that, just kind of a sense to uh, release the tension that they're holding on to. And then the last picture is going to be a picture of um, a dental screening. So that's provided by Healthcare for the Homeless. Um, the clinic that we have on site is actually ran by Healthcare for the Homeless but their dental clinic is kind of off-site. So I think maybe one, once every month or once every other month, they'll come into the Beacon Day Center and provide dental screenings. We also have um, uh, writing workshops. Yesterday there was an art class, so we have art classes, kind of a little bit of everything as long as um, a volunteer is willing to do it or another agency wants to come in and, and do it, we try to accommodate them. So our second program is called our Beacon Law Program. And a lot of people, when they think of the Beacon, they just think of the, the day center because it is the most outward-facing program. Uh, but we do have a legal program called Beacon Law. There are currently 
uh, right across the street from us in the Urban League building. Uh, they provide civil legal aid services to homeless as well as low-income individuals. So they do assessments for the clients who are entering the day center, but they're also getting some referrals from other agencies um, that see a need, um, that have a need for maybe someone who's low income. They'll provide services for them as well. The main, the main service the Beacon Law Program provides is going to be ID restoration. So a lot of homeless people, they're out on the streets. They might either lose their identification card or their birth certificate and don't don't really know how to get that back so our beacon law team um, is really good about getting that fix uh, solved for them um, and then also um, trying to follow up with them for their next step services um, they also provide um, income and uh, employment um, so trying to get people into uh, jobs as well as uh, access to health care benefits so Sometimes these um, individuals have been denied for maybe once or twice for the social so their social security or their disability benefits, and you can see they're clearly you know disabled or they can't walk or they have mental health issues, but um, for whatever reason they got denied. So they'll help them uh, address that issue as well. And last year, um, our Beacon Law team helped over um, 2,200 clients, uh, and I believe it was, I think 3,700 cases? Yeah, 3,700 cases. And our last program that I'll talk about is our Bridges Hope program. Um, certainly not the least. Um, I recently started um, working with the women in, in the program and it's, it's very uh, rewarding. Um, but our Bridges Hope program was actually uh, formed before the Beacon started officially. It was um, part of a mission um, from an organization called Bridget's Place. And I think it was formed in, I wanna say 1998. So the Bridges Hope program is a 12 month residential program for women who um, were once incarcerated um, and oftentimes suffering from uh, drug or alcohol addiction. These women are generally, we like to take women that are 35 and over just because those women are more mature and kind of really focused on their recovery process. Uh, the program provides them with uh, case management, life skills training, um, as well as a mentorship program. And um, from the life skills classes, they learn anything from um, cooking to money management um, to health and nutrition. Currently, they're doing a a health and nutrition uh, program. Um, and then um, this is kind of like a next step program for them. So these women are coming from other agencies and then um, this is kind of their next step, step to uh, self-sufficiency. Uh, currently the program has a capacity to hold 16 uh, ladies. And I think there is 11 or 12 right now, uh, three just graduated. So at the end of the 12 month, program, they have a really big graduation. They're able to kind of share what the program has given to them and how, um, you know, what goals and aspirations they have afterward and what they're working towards. So here's where you guys come in. <laughs> um, 
as uh, Mike uh, mentioned earlier, um, we have a, a lot of volunteers, and we, we really thank you guys uh, for coming to serve with us. Um, it's we, we could not do what we do without our volunteers. Uh, last year, 60, I think it's pretty much year by year, it's about 60% of the work we do is actually done by volunteers. So we, we could not do it without, without people like you guys. Um, so if you're um, wanting to become involved with us, um, you're able to uh, make a donation to the organization, of course. Um, you're able to volunteer with us, uh, host a food or uh, clothing drive, which you guys have done gra uh, graciously as well um, with your uh, Lenten drive. Um, if you're feeling, um, if you want to do more like a long-term volunteer experience, then you could be uh, sign up to be a mentor with our Bridget's Hope Ladies. Um, that's a very uh, rewarding experience as well. And then if you have like any uh, legal background, um, we have people even on our board of directors who uh, are serving in that capacity to give back um, to handle some cases with our Beacon Wall program. And then we offer students um, internships, um, something new called like Pledge Your Birthday. So this year we kind of made it a, an official program, but people have been doing it for uh, several years now. But it's a way to say, you know, hey, it's my birthday, but instead of giving me, you know, all these gifts that I'm not going to use or don't want, <laughs> make a donation to this organization on my behalf and let's, you know, come together and see a, a real difference that we're able to make. And then um, come to our event. So uh, we have, I would say, maybe a handful of, like, third-party, we call them third-party events. Those are, like, um, a restaurant in the Houston area is uh, hosting uh, you know, restaurant night for the beacon. If you eat at this certain restaurant, a portion of the proceeds come back to us. Um, and then we only have uh, one fundraising event, um, but it does bring in 20% of our annual budget. So um, if anyone's um, familiar with the beacon, um, you'll pr I'm sure you've heard about our event called Come to the Table. It's um, in September each year, but um, we have about five or six uh, chefs from the Houston area that are well-known chefs. Um, they come in our, in our day center where the clients eat and prepare this extravagant meal, and it's just a really good, uh, it's a very energetic and a, a, a really big fundraising event for the Beacon. Okay, of course. Okay, thank you so much, yeah. Okay. No, I'll d I'll make sure. <laughs> and that's it. So again, once again, thank you guys so much for what you're already doing uh, for the beacon and coming out to volunteer and donating graciously um, as a as a church. Uh, we really appreciate all your support. Um, as I mentioned, we w we couldn't do it without you. Um, it's just a great way to you physically see like these people's lives getting changed when you're when you're volunteering with them, especially if you've served in like um, the or the um, the kitchen, um, serving the meal. Like just a couple days ago, we didn't have enough volunteers, so um, my boss Julie Falcon, she's our development director, and I like served the food, and that was my first time doing it. But these people are like, thank you so much for serving us. You know, thank you. Like, this could be their only meal that they're getting for the day. So um, it's a really a rewarding experience. Um, but that's all I have for you guys. If you guys have any questions uh, right now, I'll try to answer them as best as I can. Um, and then if you guys um, 
want more information about the beacon, I have some information here, um, or you guys can feel free to call me or email me, and I have my cards as well. So thank you. So she asked, oh, I think I put it on backwards. There we go. Can you hear me? Okay. So she asked about our student internships. So um, with our Bridget's Hope program, um, that's probably, a, I would say, about like the biggest um, internship experience. It's for students who are um, in like doing their undergrad or graduate degrees in social work. Um, so you're able to volunteer kind of over the semester with the Bridget's Hope program, but you're serving in the day center, um, and then if you are able to um, serve the women, because um, they actually live off-site, I um, forgot to mention that, in the Bridget's Hope program. So they live off-site, it's about 10 minutes away from the beacon, in one of our partner agencies called New Hope Housing, um, and that's, they focus on uh, housing for the homeless as well, but um, you're able to go actually with the ladies and um, you know present to them some sort of like life skills classes, anger management, things like that. And then um, we do occasionally have like internships available in the, the Beacon Day Center. So um, there's a program, I believe it's called like with the, I think with the Episcopal Church, um, they have like a, I forgot what it's called, like a fellowship program or something. We have like um, some students who will come and do their entire like internship in the Beacon uh, Day Center. So if you want more information about that, um, I can give you um, our, COO or our I can get connect you with both of them, um, their information, and if you have any students that you think would be interested, I can uh, get that to you. You're welcome. Yes. Yeah, so, so we have um, a lot of corporations that come and volunteer with us. Um, Sitgo, Centerpoint uh, uh, Energy, Bank of America, you name it. We have a lot of groups that come um, and volunteer with us. So if, you're, um, if you want to share that information, that's a really good idea with your employer to kind of gather a group to come as well. And then you'll just see, like, the lives being changed in front of your eyes. It's, it's very rewarding. You guys have any other questions? Yes, sir. Yeah, so um, the Beacon, we actually don't provide those services directly, but as I mentioned, there is a clinic on site. Um, so they do um, psychiatric assessments and things like that uh, on an appointment basis. And then uh, we really, we work closely with the, uh, I think it's called ReCenter. Um, it's a drug and alcohol uh, recovery um, organization. So we would refer clients to them um, as well if they're looking for those services. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of um I, I know for one for sure it's called uh, an or a company called 44 Farms 
um, last year, for whatever reason, somebody in their company screwed up and mislabeled about like 6000 or I forgot how much money it was worth, but uh, steak. So clients were eating really well for a while. <laughs> yeah. You guys have any other questions? 